Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This podcast is brought to you by Mental Health. Mental Health are an award-winning mental health organization, the best in Middlesbrough, and they work across the Tees Valley and beyond. Did you know Middlesbrough has the highest suicide rate in England, with 75% of those being men? Together, we can help change that. Mental Health run a number of amazing men-only groups across Teesside called The Speakeasy, which allows you guys to have a cuppa, relax and talk. For more information, please find all their socials at Mental Health. It's M-E-N-T-E-L-L-H-E-A-L-T-H. Um, and it's www.mentalhealth.com. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Ravanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Ravanelli spots out. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast with me, Johnny Bullock, and what a week it's been uh, since the last podcast that we recorded. Um, Borough have made it three wins out of three, two in the league with back-to-back clean sheets, and how vital can that be come at the end of the season? And of course, Tuesday's victory um, in late drama, of course, with a penalty shootout win against Notts County. And that's where I kind of want to start the podcast um, today, and what a result Tuesday night was, and I think it's a memorable night, not just for our young players, but for the club, um, and Dave Parnaby, who run the academy, run the academy for so many years, and um, fielding the likes of Steve Walker, Harry Chapman, Tavernier, and Nathan Wood-Gordon, it, it's, it's such a tremendous achievement um, for the football club, and you know, we talk about well, we talk a lot about bringing 10 to 15 million, million pound players in, um, but sometimes seeing the academy players on the field, like Jed Spence, of course, who I forgot to mention, and Mahutovic, um, and so many more, of course, who made, who made the debut for the club, but it was so satisfying to see. Um, you know, the Borough have done an amazing job over the years, and we keep churning players out, and that's what the academy is all about. And But what I should say is that this is possibly probably the best time for our young youth players to kind of make a name for themselves for us. Um, you know, they probably won't need much motivating, you know, from yesterday's result. But the thing is, with our transfer scenario at the minute, and the thought, and the thought the players could have is, 
you know what, I could actually have a chance here. And that's all the motivation they need. Once they get on the pitch, they need to try and make a name of themselves and make an impact on the pitch. And they did that last night. And, you know, we saw a few glimpses of brilliance from Chapman until he got injured. And I think he's going to be a tremendous player um, when he gets all the Harry Chapman. And we've spoke about him before and we'll continue to speak about him. But he is a bit injury prone. Um, and he just needs a bit of luck at the moment and a bit of run the side. But once he does that, we're going to get bids for him. It's simple as that. He's going to gain interest. He's a very, very unique talent. And we just haven't seen the, the, the best of him yet. Obviously, it was only his debut um, last night. But we saw glimpses of brilliance from him. And a goal from Mahmutovic. Um, and a huge, huge performance from Nathan Woodgarden. Who you know, came on as a sub at the age of 16. And I can't believe how young he is. And... When I was 16, still playing in school, average level, nothing much, really immature, and then I see the likes of him playing for Mills Football Club, and it's it's unbelievable, an unbelievable achievement to field such a young guy, and very, very mature on the ball as well, and we hope he follows the likes of Ben Gibson and Dale Fry, who will do very well this season, and just, you know, make a name for himself in, in a, in a Borough shirt. Um, but... I think the main achievement from last night was not just obviously the, all the young players coming in, but to come back three times the way they did and win on penalties is is a great achievement for them all. And I think not just for them, but for the staff and for the players playing as well, I think it's a great achievement to come back three times and win. Um, but let's move on and, and talk about Ashley Fletcher. I think the first question we got submitted to us is from Rob, Rob Fletcher, and it's, he's at the way we play 11. Um, it's the number 11. Um, and he asks, does Ashley Fletcher have a future at Middlesbrough? Um, not in terms of wanting him out, but can we find a place in Pulis's rotation? And Look, my, in my opinion, all Ashley Fletcher needs to do is just to make a positive impact every time he's on the field. Um, I think he has absolute bags of talent, Fletcher. You know, you don't get into the Man United's academy um, if you don't have something about you. Um, and... I do like him, he has glimpses and he's very direct with the ball and um, but I can see it very di- being very very difficult for him you know, to, to break in that team on a, on a regular basis with Brit scoring goals, Hugel to come in and obviously a hometown lad in Hugel, he's going to get the fans the fans going anyway regardless of his performances but look he scored two last night, his positioning was very very good um, and that comes with confidence too and to score those goals and the bags of improvement that he can make is is just so much and I think he does have a future at the club and people shouldn't write him off. Yes, we did buy him for about six to seven million pound, potentially rising from West Ham, another big club as well, what people underestimate. Um and he just needs time to develop on the pitch and as a as a kid as well. He's only he's only like twenty, twenty one year old. He's still very, very young, like the boys who we fielded um, last night. But he, I can see him getting time at the weekend to to get on the pitch and potentially make an impact against Bristol City. Next question um, is from Dave McNally, um, and he asks, which player's absence through injury or sus- suspension would cause Tony Pulis to switch from the 3-5-2 to the 4-3-3? Um, could Tav Walker... Chapman, McNair, or even Desart play wing back, and could Mamutovic slot in to the back three? 
I think this is a great question. Um, we have a lot of what ifs and buts and who gets injured and what happens here. But um, I think the biggest loss for Middlesbrough um, this season, obviously, if we don't bring bodies in, is potentially losing a centre half. Um, I was quite surprised for us to move into a three at the back this season, but you know, to lose a centre back now like Flynn, Ayala, Fry went off injured, of course. Um, last night it could be potentially disastrous, and I think it would have to force us to change um, to that four-three-three and move shot potentially shot on into a, a centre back position rather than the wing back position that he's been currently occupying so far. Um, but last night we saw we saw the team move to a four-four-two formation in the first half, and when Chapman went off, we brought Steve Walker on. Um, so it looks like Pulis has had a look at the team and he's tried to make adjustments anyway in the in the postseason and I think we have to make changes. We can't always be that team who just plays four three three over and over and over again because that sometimes you get found out. Um, like I said in the previous podcast, it takes you about ten games to have a look at the league to see how other teams are playing and to get a foothold in the league. You know, um, and we have to essentially keep changing those formations and keep trying things that work Pulis will keep that formation at the moment because it's working for us and we're winning football matches um, but if we had to change um, if, if ifs and what's happened um, in terms of playing wing back you could, percent, you could potentially see Chapman playing there um, but I was very very pre- impressed with uh, Jed Spence last night um, against Notts County, the young lad he's, he has absolute bags of talent um, he got them down the wing he caused problems and, and fair play to him you know, he, like I said earlier in this podcast, if you get the chance you have to take it, and he very much did that last night um, there was a lot of fans who I'm obviously at home who who were talking about him uh, after yesterday's game, and rightly so um, as well as Steve Walker as well, Um in terms of the players that you mentioned, Steve Walker's a, an out-and-out centre-forward. There's there's not a chance um, that he's probably going to play in, in more of a in more of a wing-back role, um, as you say. But Tavernier, potentially, um, he could probably fit on the left-hand side or the right-hand side um, and fit in if we have to. Um, McNair, centre-back. Um, if he has to fill in the centre-back role, then so be it. Let him be in that position. Um, and keep one of the young guys out wide. Um, Mamutovic, I don't think he will slot into a back three. Um, he he could potentially fit that role, and um, the way he plays and the way he's built. Um, but will he will he fit in the squad? I, I don't think so. I think even though Mamutovic scored last night on uh, on Tuesday, him breaking up the team could be very very difficult. It just depends how. It depends how and what happens essentially um, but what last night did show um, is <laughs> is that we need players fast um, even though I, I've mentioned it a few times but the result's great the lack of depth um, is a massive concern You know, in the last podcast we spoke about potential silence and we spoke about Dorma, we spoke about Balassi, we spoke about Bezic potentially coming in you know, not to bring anyone in at all could potentially just be criminal. It could be criminal for the season. Um, I must say, like, the squad is 
good enough for promotion. It, it is. It, the the team there who's on the pit, the that first eleven, um, is you know is capable of getting in that playoff position and is fighting for the top spot. But we need players to add to what we've got. We need players to fill the gaps and we need players to give us options and give us the ability to change games and spin it on, spin it on its head. Um, and we don't have that at all. Um, we have the set players and we do need one or two who could potentially give us something in the, the attacking third and someone who um, could give us some cover. But this moves on nicely to our next question. It's by Elliot Venice, um, Elliot who I used to go to university with. Um, and he does help us out with this page too. And what Elliot says, and it's Elliot Venice and Elliot with double L double T, and Venice is V E N I S. Um, and he says, "Who do you reckon will? Do you still reckon we'll bring bodies in?" Um, I think, like I just mentioned, there, I think we have to. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about it. You know, we need depth, and all the young lads are great. We do need that cover. We need the cover in the wing-back positions. We need a centre midfielder. Um, let's talk about what was looking at a centre-back as well from Arsenal and potentially number 10. Um, look, the transfer window was tough. You know, we had about 10 to 15 names on potentials who could come into the team and it pissed a lot of people off and it's understandable that no one signed. But I do think we'll bring one or two in and we will wait till January to bring more permanent bodies in. I really do believe that. And sometimes you have to be pissed off at certain situations, and you will be following Millsborough. Um, and we've had some awful recruitment within the last 18 to 24 months where we've brought pretty much nobody into who actually made us a superior difference. You know, okay, we've, we did bring in the likes of Negredo and Victor Valdez one season, and Gas Ramirez on a permanent. Great signings, but. You know, since we got relegated in that January window when we didn't, when we got relegated, we just brought no players in, and we need to have a look at that and address it, because the fight for promotion now is only going to get harder every season. There's more and more money coming into the the championship, um, and it could potentially be a second Premier League the way the champ the championship's going of how much money is coming in. But we want to be in the big time. You know, we've I've grew up. Um, following the the club, um, we I watched us from Premier League days under like Brian Robson and McLaren, and uh, where we were pretty much the best we've been. Um, being the Carling Cup final, I've been all the European games. I've seen us got numerous semi-finals and do absolute bits, and I've seen it all in such a short space of time. And I think that's created a demand from fans to see. Oh well. You know, we expect so much more, but it took us 128 years to achieve what we did. Um, but in terms of now um, and where we are um, as a club, we're in the, we're a championship team. We need to bring the right bodies in, not just blow loads of money on a player who doesn't want to be here. We have to bring in players that fit a system, want to be here, and give it everything. You know, like Tony Adams like once said, if the... If you play your heart on your sleeve and play for the badge on the front, they'll always remember the name on the back. Um, and that's what we kind of want as fans. Um, I do think we will bring the right bodies in eventually. 
Um, and I think we'll we'll give it a good go for promotion this season. I think we have a very, very good chance of, of getting up there. Um, but let's talk about Saturday's game. You know, I had a bit of a rant there. But let's talk about Bristol City, a team who surprised pretty much everyone last season um, at the start. And they eventually faded away. And they played some terrific stuff um, with Bobby Reed and, and, you know, Joe Bryan pretty much tearing the teams apart. Jamie Patterson, of course, and they got to that semi-final against Manchester City. Um, but I think this game this year is going to potentially be as tough as, tough as it was last year. Um, I think they'll set up in a 4-4-2 formation like they did last year with, with Andreas Weiman and Jamie Patterson leading the line for them. And I did mention a couple of names there, but the likes of Bobby Reed and Joe Bryant leaving, who were tremendous for them last year, um, is a big, big blow for them. You know, we talk about not bringing players in, but they haven't really brought in players who have set the world light so far, um, apart from Byman, who is, is a very, very good forward, especially for this division. Um, but they've had to be careful with bringing players in, but I think there's one player for them who gets very... I guess not very much attention, and I'm very, very surprised that not many te- people have look, had a look at him this summer. But it's Marlon Pack, um, the, the centre midfielder. Um, he's very, very calm on the ball. He, he creates space. He'll he'll make the run if he needs to, and he's he's excellent. He's a very, very good player. Um, he's someone who goes under the radar quite a lot, and I'm surprised that we didn't potentially have a look at him um, in in the summer. But it doesn't matter. Um, I think he'll be the biggest threat, threat for them, along with Patterson. Um, potentially just just playing behind Vyman, um, maybe in a four four one one rather than a four four two. Um, but do look out for that. Um, they'll play that flat line as they always do. They'll have possession of the football. They'll try and make things difficult um, for us to, in the early stages. But so, how do we beat them? How do we beat Bristol City on Saturday? And how do we get three points at Ashton Gate? Um, I think we need to get at them early doors. It's as simple as that. You know, they've not started particularly well so far this season. They've yet to record a, a, a win, um, losing to I think it was Plymouth um, during the week, and I think they did make a number of changes. But losing to Plymouth in the the Carabao Cup, and I think we need to get on the front foot quite early. You know, make it very difficult for them. They're going to come out like fighting like dogs in that first ten fifteen minutes or so. So we might have to be a bit patient there, but we need to be bullies in that midfield. You know, we have to break them down quite quickly, get the ball out wide, um, and get it into the box. And I can see us causing a lot of problems with that. Um, I think the set players themselves, you know, with with Aidan Flint there, Dan, Danny Ayala potentially coming back into the team, it's going to cause issues. And I think we will score from either a throw-in or a corner, and that's maybe potentially the Tony Pulis way what people say, but. I think we can get goals on Saturday. I, I really do believe that. But there's also that thing of being complacent, you know. We've had three wins on the spin. Um, it's We've been unbeaten so far. That can cause some complacencies, and I don't think we... We should be. We should do that at all. I think if I was Tony Pulis, I'd be absolutely bollocking them. If we come in at half time getting beaten, I'd tell, I'd essentially say, you need to make a statement. And I think if we make a statement on Saturday, 
it takes a lot of pressure off us and puts pressure on the likes of Leeds United, the likes of you know, Stoke City, the likes of West Bromwich Albion. It shows a statement to the league and puts the pressure back on them and takes a lot of pressure off us. Um, the transfer window we talked about earlier in the podcast, but us not doing that well has took the pressure off a little bit off us. Um, and I think some fans haven't realised and clicked onto that. Um, everyone's looking at Leeds United at the minute, so we can hopefully climb up the table and keep. Well, sorry, climb up the table, top of the league, but um, we can keep. We can stay there essentially. Um, but in terms of my score prediction, Saturday, I'm gonna go Bristol City one. I can see, I can see them scoring um, with Andreas Van Vaman goal. Um, but I can see us scoring three. It's gonna be Bristol City one, Middlesbrough three. A goal by Aidan Flint against his former team. Um, and oh, two more. A Sombolonga standard. And you know what? I'm throwing it out there. Danny Ayala, if he plays. Um, so it'd be Bristol City 1, Middlesbrough 3. Um, and this is the Borough Breakdown podcast. A quicker one than usual. Um, we'll be coming back next week. Um, we've got a few podcasts lined up with some guests, so hopefully we can get them out. Um, but this is the Borough Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Ravanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Ravanelli spots out. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.